0: Welcome to Live at the Vibe! with your host, Elia Ravetti. We're here with comedian Alan Rutledge, and we're, uh, we're actually discussing intensity of individuals. We're talking about the intensity of uh, certain comedians around us. Do you, feel, do you ever get intimidated by intensity of comedians when they come on stage? Like, Is there anyone where you've got to check yourself before they get on? You're like, ah, oh, shit, I've got to make sure I bring my better stuff? Or is there anyone that intimidates you, basically?
1: I guess if somebody said, ah, oh, there's some guys in the crowd who books a, a room that's good... I'd be like, oh man, I gotta be good. But usually, I don't think about anything like that. And so I'd be better better to to not worry about that sort of thing.
0: I agree. I think we all try and not worry about the the, the the stuff that's not important, rather than just like focus on the performance. So I think we should all strive to be a little bit more like Alan Rutledge.
1: Yeah, yeah. We should we should all. I should strive to be more like Alan Rutledge. I think. Uh, you know, some days I get up on the stage. And I'm just Freddie McManus, I'm just doing his bits. And he's like, whoa, hang on, what are you doing up there? We talked about this, and then I get off the stage, I'm like, I don't know what happened, man. I don't know what happened. I gotta, I gotta say, you brought up Freddie
0: McManus three times in the, in the, like, the small five minutes that we've been speaking. Is it what, what's,
1: uh, He's a good comedian, but what is going on there? like? It's a it's a fun it's a fun topic. It's just a fun topic, a conversation. I just go up to people. I say Freddie McManus. <laughs> people not even in the scene, and they it's go. To say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're McManus. like, they're like, whoa, Rove McManus? No, not Rove McManus. <laughs> no, no, no. Freddie McManus. <laughs> Hello, did I uh, stutter too much? Oh, sorry, uh, Freddie McManus. And they go, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Who are you? And I'm like, Alan Rutledge. What do they say when you say that? Oh, they walk away. <laughs> I would too. I would yeah, too. You know, um, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. He's, he's in my top top five guys. He's very talented. In the Sydney,
0: in the Sydney scene, he's probably one of the most consistent guys I've ever seen.
1: He's got good energy. I wish I had that kind of uh, excitement. I could bring that kind of thing. That sort of, um, yeah, like he's, he's probably like a natural born... MC kind of thing, you know, and I don't have that, so, you know, something I could work on for sure, yeah. I agree. The f- uh, he, uh, Freddie actually
0: MC'd the first night that I ever got on stage, and he, I remember seeing him before the night started, and he was, like, rubbing his hair, and he's, like, getting ready. He looks all, he always, he dresses, like, uh, nice. Like, he dresses like he's got somewhere better to be, kind of thing, when he's doing it. But he he uh, he was up there, and he's kind of, like, rubbing his hair, he gets, like, he's, like, he looks all, like, he's this really nervous kind of thing, and then, when it come, when when, it, when they call him up, he's fucking on point. Like he just very professional sort of guy.
1: He's great. He's great, I and mean, he uh, he feels things a lot more than me too. Like uh, if he has a bad gig, he, you can see that he it means something to him. Whereas. You know I've been doing it a long time so nothing means anything to me if I have a bad gig. You're a little bit callous in that way. I was going to say, I, I, I was gonna, so can we stop talking about
0: Freddie for a second, I was going to say how, how you've been doing comedy for about... Uh, I,
1: I did my first gig in 2001, pre 9-11 right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I did it for like until 2008. So, you know seven, seven or eight years, and then uh, I quit comedy and returned last year. To comedy, so I was off for eight years. I think on that well,
0: unbelievably fortunate that you did. I, I think it was like almost like a year ago that I saw you for the first time, and uh, I was just saying to you before the first time that I saw the first time that I saw Alan on stage, it was just like a quiet room. There was nothing to really speak of about it, and then he got up and fucking slayed it. Like he changed the energy of the room. He got up and he could, he just he paced it. He paced his. Uh, I'd never seen him before, and he pasted his. He paced his comedy so beautiful that I was like, if that guy's new. He's gonna, we were all in trouble, sort of thing. But if, like, if he's, uh, if he's experienced, I want to know everything that he sort of knows because it was, it, it was, uh, it was a real sort of display in professional comedy.
1: It's fun sometimes. Uh, people think I'm brand new because, yeah, and so uh, I've, I've been, uh, I had a really good gig once at a Rudy Hill and I was like the first comedian on the night and it's, it can be a real tough room, you know, okay. but they, uh, uh they introduced me as an open mic this guy's just starting out like it was my (laughs) fifth ever gig or something and then yeah um, you know it was great it was it was uh there's people are thinking wow this is pretty good this is pretty good for a fifth gig and meanwhile you know i did hundreds of gigs back in the brisbane scene where i where i started
0: how do you feel like the audience knowing about when like how much do you feel like how much the audience knows about you plays into your performance so if you're coming up and you're like i'm selling the show as me this is going to be great this is alan rutledge you're going to enjoy it like how much do you think that that changes as opposed to being like an open micer? what kind of leverage or leeway do you get rather
1: well i guess i don't have a, enough experience that uh you know something i'd like to do this year maybe is do like an hour-long show or something at uh the fringe maybe We'd and love to have you here if you decided to showcase it as well. I'll do an hour here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be Fuck cool. It. That'd be yeah, cool. And I've nice. I, I got to do some... Uh I got. I got to uh, <laughs> practice. We just knocked over. Did we just knock over George's drink? No. No. We knocked over my
0: drink. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to clean it up after this recording. But uh, that's okay. Please continue. <laughs> so you were saying
1: like, uh, what, yeah, it was it? your preparation? Oh yeah. So so like so. I think that'll be a good ex- uh, you know test of whether I can uh, sell a show that's about me and all sorts of things. But yeah, I'm just not used to that. I'm not sort of a top billed person or ever so. Um, uh, constantly performing at open mic rooms where it's uh, people have turned up not knowing what to expect and and then relative to a lot of people who are just starting out, I can get up there and go, hey, uh, you know, have, have a really good set with uh, some some new stuff and some tried and tested stuff. And, and then it's, it doesn't feel fair sometimes, but, you know, whatever. That's understandable. How often do you try new stuff? How often are you doing this? Uh, every every spot I like to try at least one new thing. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so that's... Um, otherwise it wouldn't be fun for me at all. So Are you going to be trying something tonight? Yeah, I've got one one new joke that I definitely will try but uh, and I've always got a few other half-baked ideas but um, I think if, if it's going really, really well I might get caught up in the moment and say those jokes as well and just to, just to hear myself say them, I kind of know they're not good enough yet so, um, but yeah, one, one new joke I think could, could be quite good, yeah Alright,
0: well we're going to leave uh, Alan here, we'll pick him up again at the second half and uh, we'll, thank you for joining us
1: <laughs> I think I get it from my dad. He, he used to like to bet on horses. I mean, to bet on horses, and uh, it's a big problem because you know we'd be using the sports app, uh sports better, while riding a horse. And I'm like, Dad, you're punching all sorts of different buttons. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, he's betting on Lithuanian women's volleyball. <laughs> and you should get off the horse. Get off the horse. <laughs> <laughs> And am George, it's been great, Sandra, it I, uh, my, my dad, uh, he called me when I was a kid, he called me, uh, smoking, uh, a salmon. And, um, he was <laughs> 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 pretty angry, he was pretty angry. He made me smoke the entire pack. Uh, to teach me a lesson. The entire pack of smoked, uh, smoked salmon. Smoked, double smoked <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I had a pretty rough childhood, you know. Uh, my father was a, a violent non alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> uh, after about eight Shirley Temples, we knew we were in for a, in for another beating. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I used to get beaten, uh, beaten every day in my life, but uh, that all changed after our trip to Bunning's Warehouse and they beat him. <laughs> <by 10%. laughs> And why is it, guys, when an Arabic man kills a bunch of people, it's called terrorism, but when I do it, it's called a series of unsolved murders in the Leichhardt region? (laughs) That's racism, guys. Thanks for your time. (laughs)
0: Welcome back to Live at the Vibe with your host Elliot Ravetti. We're here with Alan after he's done a very nice set. Uh, so I gotta say, out, out of the out, right of rough from the get go, the audience wasn't the most welcoming. They 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 weren't the nicest sort of thing, and yet Alan Alan walked up there. He, he strutted up there. I'm gonna say he strutted up there, and uh, and you kind of you just changed the whole pace. You got everyone leaning in, listening to what you had to say, and you, you kind of changed the energy. Like you were the second before last, so we weren't lucky enough to see how it's gonna pay off, but. How do you feel after tonight?
1: Yeah, well, I feel good. Um, I, I, people were coming past me as I was, because uh, you've got to be outside. It's, it's quite a full room, you know. So, um, so I was outside behind the doors and some of the other comedians were like, oh man, it's a bit tough in there. They're a bit strange. There's a couple of guys that might be calling out weird things, you know, as well. 100%. So I was thinking, oh man, this is going to be tough, you know. So I had my expectations down. So now I feel good because my, you know, I, I exceeded my expectations.
0: We, uh, whenever we, like, try and set the like the set list, we try and think about the energy of each comedian. We're like, uh, which guy's going to be the nicest mm-hmm. to sort of close the night? And it, everything sort of fell off track, and you, I feel like, put us back on track sort of thing. Like, do you, do you, I was going to ask, do you, is there anything, like, do you have bucket jokes where you're like, all right, she's going not the right, not, she's not going right, I'm going to go right to this one. Like, this is, like, a 10 out of 10. This is going to work, I know. Like, do you have any sort of, like, life jackets that you pull out something? Uh,
1: yeah, I sort of, you know, rank... My jokes, uh, and if I, and I've got jokes which sort of go together as well. So like a, a three, three jokes on a similar theme. Like little, I do all one-liners, you know. So mm. I they th- group three together and helps me rem- remember them. But then uh, I'll have the sort of standalone ones, which which are better jokes, I think. And and I tend to just. Um, use them anywhere, you know. They're, uh, what would you call them? Sort of yeah, bailout sort of no jokes. Like uh, um, yeah. What do you call it life raft or something? Uh, life jacket. Life jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Like a, yeah, like a 10 out of 10, like something that's going to be like this has worked before. Yeah, I gonna... you, you can blame the audience if it doesn't work. You're like, you guys suck. Well, that's it. There's <laughs>
1: some there's some jokes that uh, they've never not worked. Maybe one day, but yeah, you sort of think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll rely on that one if if I need it. How often do you... Uh, what sort of, what's your recycling process?
0: Like, how quickly do you, like... What is sort of the signs where you're like, this has got to stay in my set and other things where you're like, I'm going to throw in this shit out or what kind of makes you stick with something?
1: Um, I don't tend to rewrite stuff too much. A little, a little bit. So I got a, 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 you know, a word doc at home of just all these different ideas and, and occasionally I'll go back to an old joke which didn't work... I think uh, maybe I can get it to work some by rewriting it. Um, I've got one e- good example of that happening recently, so maybe I'll do it more often. But um, now I'm sort of like... Uh, um, it, I, I, I tend to just try to think, just churn out new ideas all the time, new one-liners, and if it's not fully formed when I first come up with it, often it's it's unsavable. There's yeah, something yeah, yeah. about it that the, the punchline itself is or not that original and then it's like well I, why would I persist with this if it's, if the, if it's getting a bad reaction
0: you know? so like a lot of the best jokes that you tell would it, uh, would it be safe to say are sort of like more perfectly formed when you think of them as opposed to something that you have to chisel out later to
1: get to a perfect form so everything yeah. that you like sort of comes out the way you like it generally yeah it's, it's, it, I like it to be perfect when I first think of it and that, they tend to tend to be the better jokes mm. you know but if I'm going to be a better comedian, I'd probably try to be, try to, uh, you know, especially, like, I've I've got different jokes where I'll tell it to uh, a friend, a comedian friend, and they say, that's good, you know, there's something there, and I should... I should work on it, you know, I I should be trying to turn that into a good bit, especially if it's, and then the audience disagrees, you know, the the audience disagrees with the comedy community. Comedians who know way more about comedy than the the audience, my God, Mm. but they pay the bills, Mm. Elliot, you know that. 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan,
0: uh, are you going to be anywhere this week or next week that you know of? Um... I, I I do Sweeney's a lot. Beautiful, we're going
1: <laughs> beautiful. We're, and I, I see you at Molotov a lot as well. Molotov, I'm always a Molotov. I live around there, so it's very nearby.
0: Beautiful. If oh, you don't like,
1: don't tell the listeners where I live. Don't tell them they're gonna be flocking. Leap that out. <laughs> I was good. All right. If you like Alan,
0: then uh, then then head to Molotov or uh, come to Vibe or also Sweeney's. He's gonna be also be. Uh, he's gonna be there all the time, and um, we love him so. Thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, you have a lovely night, Alan. Can, I,
1: can night. I shout out my boys?
0: Please, shout out the boys. Shout out the, the McManus. George. Yep. Freddie. Freddie.
1: McManus. Yep. The, who else? He's one of my boys. Freddie Mac. Uh, Steph Broadbridge. Steph one Broadbridge. One of the boys. Yep. And, one of the fellas, uh, Lady fellas. You know, uh, let's just throw a bone to someone. Joe Anta. <laughs> I love it. Perfect way
0: to end. You guys have a terrific Saturday night. Uh, thank you for joining us. Ciao.